Hallelujah. Why don't we just begin to lift up our hands and glorify God? You are worthy, God. You are worthy to be praised. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are worthy, Lord. There is none beside you. For you are God and you stand alone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel the sovereign God moving in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. I stand with Brother Deathridge, and I commend each and every one of you adults for making it here. Um, I'm so very thankful for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you standing here tonight has, has played a pivotal role in my life. And I'm sincerely thankful from the depths of my heart. There's best friends that I grew up with. And, um, man, they're, they're lost. They're lost. And I'm, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that God has brought myself to Carson City and allowed me to come in contact with, with Scott. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. If you have your Bibles... 1 Kings chapter 21. Um, very thankful for each and every young person um, singing, playing. I'm so very thankful for each and every one of you. I love my peers. I love my young people. My brothers, my sisters. Um, my pastor, so thankful he's here. And pastor's wife elders in the house, assistant pastor, Brother Reyes, commend each and every one of you, Brother, Brother and Sister Dixon, so glad y'all are in the house, Brother Harris, I'm so, I'm so bad, I started mentioning names, let me, let me just calm it down, I'm sorry, y'all, First Kings chapter 21 and verse 1, and it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house. And I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the vineyard of it and money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. For just a little bit, I want to preach on something a little like this. What I have is not for sale. What I have is not for sale. If you could put your Bibles down and just help me pray. Jesus, God, you are worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord. God, you are worthy. Hallelujah. God, we've been bought with a price. Uh, and God, what we have, uh, we're not selling. Uh, we're not selling to this world. Uh, we're not selling out to idols. Uh, but God, what we have for sale, what, what we have, God, we're going to use it for the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. Life is so fragile and so short. It is like snowflakes that fall into a great body of water, melt, and then there are no more. You see, James talked about this, about this life like a vapor 
driven away by the wind. James chapter 4 and verse 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. You see, if I'm going to spend my life, there has to be something in my life worth spending. If you are going to take an hour of my time, it has to be for something good. Because once you have taken the hour, I will not get it back. It is gone. Therefore, I have to be very careful about the amount of time that I relinquish because I am not going to be able to replace it. You see, Jesus had spoken unto his disciples in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross uh, and follow me. Jesus said for us to take up our cross uh, and follow him and be willing to relinquish life as I go. Young person, I want to talk to you. Young person, I want to preach to you with everything that's within me. God has been dealing with me. The clock is always ticking. The pages of a calendar are always turning when you look back on your life when you look back on your life where did you go with it what did you do with it how do you live it now since I'm going to get older and since I cannot save my life I can choose my purpose I can make a choice as to which way to lose it and let me tell everybody underneath the sound of my voice I know how I'm I know how I am going to lose my life. Uh, I'm going to be a one God, uh, Jesus name, uh, apostolic uh, spirit individual, hallelujah. In our text, first Kings chapter 21, it gives us an account of King Ahab, which happens to have a palace, but he cherishes the vineyard of Naboth. One day Ahab took it upon himself to go and ask Naboth for his vineyard that had been handed down to him. Ahab makes the offer to buy it outright or exchange it for what he deemed a better vineyard. Naboth's response to that was, The Lord forbidden me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. You see, Naboth's refusal to dispose of his land was based on the Lord's con on his conviction that the land was the Lord's. In Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 23, the land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine, for ye are strangers and sojourners with me. In First Kings chapter 21 and verse 4, it reads like this, and Ahab came into the house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my father. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned uh, turned his face away and he would eat no bread but Jezebel his wife came to him and said unto him why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread brother was so depressed he couldn't eat he was depressed and he said unto her because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, uh, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. Ahab sulking over Naboth's refusal to relinquish his vineyard to the crown, either for a better vineyard or for money. 
as a citizen of kingdom, of the kingdom, and a man of substance. Naboth exercises uh, his right grounded in tradition uh, to refuse the king. A lesser power defies a greater power. Naboth surprised the king. Uh, he said, no, uh, I cannot sell my, her my heritage. Uh, this is my inheritance. Uh, I did not buy it. I did not spend money for it. Uh, it was given to me. Uh, and it's my responsibility to be a steward of it uh, for the next generation. This is my heritage, uh, and it's not for sale. This is my heritage, and it's not for sale. This is my heritage, and it's not for sale. God, I love you, Jesus. I love you. Jude, speaking of the last days, said in Jude chapter 1 and verse 11, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. You see the gainsaying of Korah, they will show disrespect to the godly. They will say that leadership does not have to be anything special. They will get up and magnify their fleshly weaknesses uh, rather than divine strength. You see, it was Paul that wrote to Timothy in the second book of Timothy, chapter 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days uh, perilous times shall come. But then followed behind that in verse 2, it says, For men shall be lovers uh, of them own selves. Uh, let me just tell somebody something. Uh, you cannot build uh, your own little empire uh, and advance in the kingdom of God. Uh, you see, the way of Cain, simply they will say that sacrifice requires requires no blood that you can just carve your own way the burger king mentality you can just have it your way the era of balaam everything will be done in the pursuit of money and if it brings more revenue it must be right you see i want to tell somebody that we cannot put a price tag on redemption uh, it was not the blood of bulls and goats, uh, but it was the blood uh, of a spotless lamb. Uh, First Peter in chapter 1 and verse 19 records, uh, but with the precious blood of Christ uh, as of a lamb uh, without blemish uh, and without spot. Uh, I just want to go ahead and tell somebody uh, I'm thankful for the blood. Uh, I'm thankful for the blood. Uh, hallelujah. It washed my sins away. Uh, I was made whole. Uh, I'm thankful, Jesus. Jesus, uh, for the blood. Uh, I'm thankful, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our doctrine of one God is correct. I don't care what anybody else says, but our doctrine of one God is correct. This is what we stand upon. This is what we're for. One God. One God, one God. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5 uh, through 6, it records one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all uh, and in you all. I'm telling you, our, God, our doctrine of one God is still correct. There's no wavering. I'm not complacent. I'm not compromising upon one God. Uh, there's not three. There's one. Thank you for... Thank you for preaching that, Pastor. Hallelujah. Our doctrine of Jesus' name is correct. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I'm so glad that I know the name of Jesus. 
I'm so glad uh, that when old elders and when, when pastors would lay their hands upon me, they would call upon the name of Jesus. I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. See, you don't know like I know uh, late in the midnight hour uh, when things are getting so so out of, out of order and I just begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Tears rolling down my face. Uh, God, you got to help me. Uh, Jesus, you got to help me. And that worked. Uh, that worked when I called upon the name of Jesus. That worked. Uh, that worked when I called upon the name of Jesus. Our doctrine of speaking with other tongues is still correct. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when they, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like as of a rushing mighty wind, uh, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothed in tongues, uh, like as of a fire, uh, and it sat upon each of them. Uh, and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost uh, and began to speak uh, with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, our foundation, foundation, you see, Pastor, I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't even call him. I didn't shoot him a text, DM him, DM him on Instagram. I didn't do none of that. And God confirmed what I was going to preach on Wednesday, and I'm so very thankful for that. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, this is what we stand upon. This is our foundation, and it's not for sale. I want some of these elders to know that everything that they have pushed for and everything that they have worked for, and, and they've been pushing this truth. Let me tell some elders in this place uh, that when you go on and you meet your reward, there's still going to be us. We're going to be preaching about the foundation. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Uh, let me tell somebody, nobody can, nobody can try to educate me on something else. Uh, I have a made-up mind. I have a made-up mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah perpetrated by the grace of God, fabricated by the love of God, directed by the will of God, and equated with God's own blood. The church stands tall and far above the world in holiness. The church stands tall and far above the world in holiness, which without no man shall see God. You see, the church was born in the fires of persecution, tyranny, suppression, extermination, exile, and expulsion because they were different. Different in belief, different in lifestyle, and beyond the suspicion of the world. They were people that left the world behind and gave all. And yes, I said all to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, they weren't sugarcoating. They weren't sugarcoating. They weren't one way, you know, on, on, on Sunday, and they weren't one way during the weekdays. They lived it. They breathed it 24 hours, three, 365 days. They stood their ground. When somebody would ask them at work, hey, yo, man, why, why, you, always got, why you always got long sleeve shirts on? Why you, why you always got this? Why do you always have that? Why do you live the way you live? And they, they stood up, and they weren't, they weren't ashamed of the gospel of God. Nowadays, there's young people, they're so ashamed. 
Why is it that you wear what, what, what you wear? Why is it, why is it that, that women dress that way? And, 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 and that hair, my God, it, it doesn't look like it hasn't been cut. We live different. We live different, and we're not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the way that I live. I'm not ashamed. Listen, 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 folks. Listen, folks, this is way beyond the church. Look, look, I'm not ashamed of paying tithes and offering. I know I was just talking about holiness, but I'm not ashamed to pay tithes and offering. I was talking to a coworker today, and they just asked me. They were like, so what, do you, what is it that you do with your check? I was like, man, if you don't mind your own business. But I said, you know what? The first thing I do is, is I give to God. I give to God. He said, he said, oh, okay, so you, you're going to give your money to that preacher, huh? And I said, well, you don't, you don't know like I know. That preacher that you're talking about, he's not a preacher in my life. He's a pastor. There's a difference. It's not a preacher, but it's a pastor, somebody that can guide me. And late in the midnight hour when, when I'm asleep and in my bed, pastor's pacing the floor he's at the church while, while I'm at work and he's praying over the seats uh, let me tell somebody something I'm so very thankful for a pastor in my life but most importantly I'm not ashamed to pay my tithes and my offering and I'm not ashamed to tell anybody that if everybody can go to football games and, and spend money on that and, and they can they can do all they can go to concerts they can go to concerts and they can they can spend thousands of money thousands of money sometimes you know I was I was I was looking at this photo and um, there was there was a whole bunch of uh, fans out in a football stadium and it was and it was snowing. My God, I, my Lord, have mercy! They pay money and, and they're like, you know what? The snow's not going to keep me in. Snow's not going to stop me from 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 paying their from paying my tithes and offering. But you know what? I believe that there are folks in the church today. Even if everybody else started doing it, they wouldn't bend and they wouldn't bow. Their holiness is not for sale. They take the word of God at face value and believe that if God said it, he meant it. As early as 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 29, God loved holiness. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalms chapter 93 and verse 5, the testimonies of, the testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 8, and, and an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, the wavering men, those fools, uh, thou fools, I'm sorry, shall, shall not err therein. But I, I just want to preach to a young person. Just, just allow me to preach. You see, we have been handed down by our forefathers, old-time preachers, a rich spiritual inheritance of truth. Yet there is a voice in our generation that is trying to confuse us and persuade us to sell out to some things that are simply just not the will of God. We've come today with a burden to preach. We cannot let modern-day fads and changing trends remove the landmarks of truth in our life. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 28, it breaks it down like this. 
Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. You see, a heritage is something so very valuable. And it has become, it, it, it is because it helps us to stay in contact with the past while we move forward into the future. Perhaps one of the reasons that, that, that America is losing her way currently is because she has lost sight of the history of her heritage. Things that people have stood upon, they no longer stand for. Old timers, they were so different. They were cut from a different cloth. All of us new folks, we're so different. We're so different. My God, I, I, I want to be like the old timers. I want to be like the old timers. Uh, I want to I know my history and my heritage. I'm very glad that I do. I'm so thankful for the preaching of the word of God and the way that they preached it back then. And, and, and the way, and the way I'm, I'm telling somebody, and, and, and you may be thinking to yourself, well, how does he know how old timers, how old timers preached and how they taught? I'm so thankful for Holy Ghost Radio um, and just, just, different, just different apps and different websites that, that, that led us into to, uh, old-time preaching. And I'm very thankful for that because they, they preached it straight. They weren't bending corners. They weren't, they weren't trying, to, trying to sugarcoat it, but they preached it just how it was. And, and I just want to be like that. I just want to be like that because, because back in that day, there was, there was so many mighty moves. Uh, Billy Cole, he was, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Men like, men like, men like Godair, men like Odom, men like... There's just, there's just so many, so many. I just want it like that. There's, there's, there's people nowadays, they're trying to look too fancy, and I, I, I've got to be that type of person in order to hold a microphone. I've I got to look just like them. Uh, no, but there's, there's old timers. There's old timers. Uh, I want to be like the old timers. Uh, hallelujah. I want to have grit, Brother Deathridge. Uh, I want to have grit inside of me uh, that says, you know what? I don't care what they say. Uh, I'm moving forward uh, with the help of the old timers. First uh, Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 19, it reads like this. What know ye not? that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, uh, which ye have of God. Uh, ye are not of your own, uh, for ye are bought with the price. Uh, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, uh, which are God's. Uh, you see, we have been bought with the price, uh, and that purchase was Calvary uh, with blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, and I say unto thee uh, that thou art Peter, uh, and upon this rock I build my church, uh, and the gates of hell shall not prevail shall not prevail shall not prevail I've been bought with the truth and I refuse to sell it I cherish this beautiful truth and hold it because you know what I started thinking I started thinking when I prepped when I prepped for this I was thinking how God moved on me when I was just a young boy my God, I'm so thankful some of you don't even understand. Some of you don't know. Some of you don't know the situations my family grew up in. And, you know, we've all been that, we've been in that, we've been in that same place. But I'm telling you, I'm so thankful. As I look back now over the years, and, and I'm so thankful, so thankful for a pastor that still did outreach. And he knocked on my door. He was like, would you like to come? I came for the candy, but you know what? God wanted, God was digging something. God was digging something, and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for a loving pastor in my life. 
I commend you, Pastor Hood. I commend you. Thank you for pastoring a church. I just read a story about a pastor who committed suicide. I'm telling you, I gotta, we've got to pray for our pastor. And I thank you, brother. I thank you, Pastor Hood. I thank you for the, for the service and the gratitude. A watchman that can see things that I cannot. Who is poised with much passion and determination to take us to that place where God has asked for us. How to wake up in the middle of the night and pace the floors and pray for a brother. You see, in the most crucial times of my life, I didn't need a motivational talk from a communicator. But without fail, God would place me in a service where pastor would walk to the pulpit and he would preach uh, a word from heaven that saved my life. You see, what I have is not for sale. I'm not substituting. I'm not trying to substitute the man of God in my life or for some, some, somebody else. I'm not trying to substitute uh, the man of God in my life or for my boss at work. I, I don't want to substitute him for something else. Because you see, a man of God is priceless. There's something about a man of God. There's just something that got a hold of me. There was something that got a hold of me when I, when I began to see all these mighty men of God and just pastors and preachers, the fivefold ministry I'm so thankful for. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 8, verse 36 and verse 37. For what shall it profit? What, what? shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul his own soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul you see the word that I, I want to bring to each and every young person and this grips my heart the future of the past is in the hands of the present generation the future of the past is in the hands of the present generation there's a responsibility to uphold an ownership that must reside in each and every one of us young young person there there are mantles there are mantles of anointing to be passed down we cannot sell ourselves to this world but we must be we must be sold out to God Acts chapter 2 and verse 40 and when and and with many other words did he testify and exhort saving save yourselves from this untoward generation, the future of the past is in the hands of the present generation. The process, the process, the, I'm sorry, the patriarchs, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, each received and passed a special blessing to the next generation. The high priest ordained his elders, his eldest son to fill his office. See, Joshua succeeded Moses. The Apostle Paul endorsed the Ephesian church, the Ephesian elders, to carry on the work that he had begun in Ephesus. See, Elijah passed his mantle onto Elisha when his earthly ministry was finished. We must continue to carry this truth forward and bear the burden of God's will. If the musicians can come, I want to just close with this. God help. It was a while back, and um, there was a house. There was a house on um, the street called Columbine, and this was when um, Pastor and Sister Buxton were here. If 
we can if we can all stand. And um, I remember I was living a double life. I'm not I'm not proud of this, but I got a phone call and they were like, "Yo, Jonathan, yo, man, like they they used to call me JT, so they was like, "Yo, JT, yo, man, we we just gonna hang out all." At, at a old boy's house, man. You you just want to come and, and, you know, just hang out with us. And I remember going over there and they were smoking. And, you know, I just said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a light unto them. And uh, I didn't pray. I was living a double life. And I remember, I remember as they were passing it around, thought to myself, I was like, man, should I? Should I not? And I remember God's, God, God was speaking to me, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to listen. He said, there is a place that I have prepared for you. And I remember I ignored it. And I went with my friends, and we were at a bank. I remember just sitting there on the curb. My eyes were bloodshot because I was high. And I had glasses on my face and I saw I saw that brown Yukon. The brown Yukon. They had a brown Yukon. They pulled up and they were like, What are you doing? I said, nothing. Nothing. And uh, I remember I was so convicted. Because you see, that that man of God, he he believed in me. There was many talks, and I'm so thankful he preached to me, and the Spirit of God moved. I felt so worthless. I felt, I felt disgusted with myself. I remember leaving my friends, and I remember I ran home. I remember opening the door, and I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I just I fell right there. No mom in the house, no no sisters. I remember praying, God, forgive me. I'm such I'm such a dirty man. Oh God, for I've taken this truth for granted. Days at the altar where God had worked on me. And I had talks with men of God. Men in this room, I have talked with you. I've taken the whole church for granted, living a double life. God said, you don't even believe what you're doing. You don't even believe it. He's like, you've been bought with a price. I want to tell each and every young person, don't sell out to this world. Don't sell out to this world. Because let me tell you something. I've lived on the other side. I lived on the other side. Not where it's been so cute and, and things have been handed down to me. But you know what? I lived on that side. And it's rough. It's rough. I'm telling you, I watch people struggle. People in my life, they struggle with drugs and alcoholism, and you want to sell out to that. You think it's fun. It's being the life of the party. Let me tell somebody something. Elders have things, and they're passing it down. When they're gone, who's going to carry out the truth? When they're gone, when it's all said and done, young person, when it's all said and done, who's going to carry out the truth? There has to be a burden placed upon us.
And God's calling you. God has anointed you. God God is calling you. God is calling you. Young person, I, I tell you today from the depths of my heart, everything that is within me, if you are struggling, I tell you don't walk out of these doors without getting a hold of God. God's reaching for you. God's reaching for you. I'll open up these altars. I'll open up these altars, God. I want to be used. If you're saying within yourself, God, I want to be used. God, I want to be used. God, God, I'm not selling myself. I'm not selling myself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder if some elders can go around this place and just lay your hand upon a young person. Just pray for their soul, God. Oh, Jesus. I'm out to pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 